Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Everybody's looking great. We're ready to start. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is August 12th. 2022, 5 p.m. Jerusalem time, and this hour is Shabbat, our favorite hour of the week. And today's Shabbat is being led by the world-renowned Lena from Northern California. And uh, we are just happy to be see each other again. And many of us who are on the call were actually got to hug each other and see each other face to face and have meals together in Hirnhut, and it was great. And those of you who didn't get to participate in, in the live stream on video, and we are growing as a family, growing closer together, and it's just wonderful. I, this a week in Heron Hut was probably one of the great moments of my life, and I've had a lot of them, and, uh, but this was amazing. So we want to welcome everybody, and uh, Lena, we're going to bless you and then turn it over to you. Father, we just thank you for Lena. We just bless her in the name of the Lord. We're just so thankful, Lena, for your dedication to the Lord and for your commitment to the Global Watch. And we just declare over you God's favor, his incredible, awesome favor. We're just declaring his favor surrounds you like a shield. And everywhere you go, you're growing in his favor. We just declare his wisdom over you, that he would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation constantly. That you'd be growing in favor with God and with man. We just declare renewed strength. And we just say over you that and over your family that the Lord would protect you, that he would hide you in the shelter of his wings, that no harm would come to you, no destruction near your tent, and that you would always have plenty of provision and just a, a deep, close relationship to him. We're declaring that this year, 2022, is a breakthrough year for you and the best days of your life and your ministry are ahead of you and not behind you. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength. In Yeshua's name, amen. 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 <laughs> Hello, everyone from all over the world. Welcome to the Basically, what we're going to do today is, so I'm personally learning more about the Shabbat this year than ever and trying to maybe more wholeheartedly walk it out according to God's will versus our cultural customs, whether it be the Western Christian customs or Jewish customs, cultural customs. What is God's perspective on it? So I am, I've been very blessed by walking more closely in the ways of God around the Shabbat. And I was curious to know what do other people do on Shabbat? And because in a way it is a personal walk, even though it is understanding God's purpose and heart for the Shabbat, but then how do we observe it with him, maybe a more personal thing. So then Uli urged me to actually do some type of an interview session with different people. So thank you for those of you who volunteered. And so there's few that are lined up that, will, that I will interview. I'm going to start off with a prayer and we'll just dive right into the interviews. And then we're going to close with communion. So if you want to run off and get your elements, please go ahead. But be prepared at the end, we'll do communion. 
All right, and let me say a prayer, and then we'll get started. I don't have a worship song lined up if you guys are waiting for that. We're just going to start with prayer. So, yeah, Father, we, um, we always want to know your heart, Lord. We want to know your purposes. We want to understand your heart. We don't, and we ask your forgiveness, Lord, for the measure of things that we do more in alignment with our tribe or our cultural things, our traditions, and we lose touch sometimes with you and your heart. And Father, sometimes even we go away from your ways because we're so into our cultural things. And Father, show us your heart always. Bring us back always to your ways, your purpose, your heart. And that we would do all in, in a partnership with you first. Holy Spirit, to be led by you first. Lord, even this hour we commit to you. Let as we listen, Father, help us more hear your heart, Holy Spirit, than even what is being shared. Let your message come through clearly. Let every ear be open to hear what you have to say to us in this hour. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all, all the things that you have put in place so that your children stay in touch with you and walk with you and walk in communion with you, Father. We want to come back to that fellowship that you intended from day one with Adam and Eve. We want to walk with you in the cool of the day, even more on Shabbat, where we stop the noise and the distractions around us, good and bad, and just focus on you. Yeah, speak to us in this hour, Father. We're listening. Your children are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So yeah, welcome everyone to the Shabbat call. So I'm going to, first of all, ask the Rouse, and I think I volunteered Fred. <laughs> and so Fred, we are wanting to hear what, what do you guys do to honor the Shabbat and to observe the Shabbat? Share with us. Yeah, thank you, Lena. That's a great question. And I think it's great that we share what we're actually doing. We are, first of all, I love this hour that we have together. But for us, it's, it's you know, for us, it's Friday morning. It's Friday morning at 7 a.m. So it's not, so we don't actually officially begin our day of rest on Friday morning, but it does set things up in a nice way for the end of the week for us. I think most of that I am still working in a practice, psychiatric practice. I see patients and I'm involved with you know, the nurse practitioners who work for me on Monday through Thursday. So that's over by Thursday evening. And so Friday, Saturday, Sunday is just different in terms of what I'm focused on and what I'm doing, which is so the Friday morning is a great, I always look forward to it every week because it sets up things right. But what we do, what I do, is I try to set aside Sunday, the day Sunday, as a day, as mainly a day of rest. What that means for us is, and especially for me, is that anything that is work-related or anything that is around the house, chores or things, errands that have to be run, et cetera, try to get that done not before, like by Saturday night, by the time Saturday's over, that's like the time for doing that for the week is done. And Sunday, I'm not doing anything work-wise. I'm not doing anything 
chore-wise around the house. It's mainly we get up on Sunday, we go to church, we go to our special place where we get our favorite salads for lunch and so that we don't, so Sue doesn't have to cook anything. And, and then we come back and we're, what we're doing is we're talking with each other. We're praying. We're actually physically resting. We are studying the word. We're, we're reading books that we need to read. If there's something we need to get up to speed on with the journey that's going on that night, because the journey for us is not Monday morning, it's Sunday night. So we're preparing for that. We're talking with our family on the phone or visiting with them. So it's a relational day. It's a day of not doing the usual chores and work things, but really trying to be walking in the presence of the Lord. All day long, we're saying, Lord, what, are you, what do you want to say to us? And sometimes for me, it's just a, it's maybe an hour or two of just, maybe I'm going for a walk. Maybe I'm sitting in my chair. Maybe I'm going for a ride in the car, but I'm just listening to the Lord. Lord, what are you what are you saying to me? What are you, I'm not giving you my list of things that I need to have done. I want to hear from you. That's pretty much our Sunday. It's not a, it's not perfect. Sometimes we're having to teach a class on Sunday. It's at church. So that's not exactly rest, but it's we're, it's things where we're focused on the Lord and focused on our family. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. So it sounds like definitely more listening time. And more yeah. communion time with the Lord. That's really good. Yeah. Which for me, I have to have a block of time. I have to have probably at least an hour to really do that because it takes me a while to just settle in and hear his voice. There's nothing that you can do in five. You really have to just be able to have some time. And it's just so we just set aside when we're not, I'm just like not going to do work stuff. So I'm not going to get distracted by that. So it's just, it's, it's great. And I just, I love Sundays. Sundays is just a great day. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. All right. We're going to move to the next person is Amy. Hi, Amy Winchester from Arizona. <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. For me, I was raised in the church. And so Sundays was, we went to church and we were expected to be in church, but I encountered Christ when I was in college and it radically changed my life from being a more personal thing, wanting to pursue that. So I began, I decided at that point as a student, I was a junior, entering my junior year. I did not do any studying for tests, any classwork at all on Sundays until after 6 p.m., even if I was going to have an exam. And then that carried over. Now, as an instructor, I tell my students, I am not available on Sundays. That is my day of worship and my time with my family. So if you have, unless it's an absolute emergency, do not contact me until after 6 or 7 p.m. on Sunday, starting Saturday night, actually, because they're going to come up with all kinds of questions. They're going to email you. They're going to text you. And I explain to them that this is an important day for me. I let them know right from the get-go at the beginning in our class orientation. What we do on Sundays is that the thing with being in nursing is I had to work a weekend shift. And so I was a night nurse. If you're a day shift, you had to work either a Saturday or a Sunday. I was a night shifter. So that was a Friday or a Saturday. So I would always work Friday night. 
And that way I could fulfill that commitment of having to have that weekend. I do with our family now, since as an instructor and I retired from the hospital almost two years ago, we, I always do a simple meal, like put on a roast or something that would just can, can cook in the crock pot and we get home. And so I just whip out a cornbread real quick. And we have things like that. And then we spend the afternoon just fellowshipping. Often we have all of our 10 of our children. We have 10 of our grandchildren and six of our eight come over to the house often. And we just fellowship. We pray. We've done worship together. And we do, as Fred said, we physically rest. We actually take a nap. And then I go to an evening service. And then I come for the journey group when I get back. So my whole day is filled. But I found more and more... uh, the Shabbat's Shabbat's a little bit harder for me on Fridays, but I think it's important. God is quickening me about the importance of honoring the actual Shabbat. And so once I start school, it'll be difficult for me because I have class on Friday, but still remembering I get up early in the mornings. I just, it's important to spend that time with the Lord because I feel like I have to be equipped If I'm not filling up with the Lord, I don't have anything to give the students that I'm working with or my family. And that's been really important for me, just those family gatherings, those times spending with the Lord. So I'm up early in the morning on Sundays. Thank you, Amy. Okay, I'm going to ask you, we're doing, for those of you who came in late, we're just, I have a few people lined up and we're just doing quick interviews to see what people, what are the different things, practically speaking, people do on Shabbat. So Amy, I'm going to ask you the next question we we have here is that we know that the Shabbat is a day of resting from works and being in joyful celebration with family and celebrating God with family in his presence. Which is more meaningful to you in the Shabbat? Is it like resting with God and or being in joyful communion with God, with family? Which one is with community? Which one would you think is more meaningful for you and why? I think the most meaningful is being in communion with the Lord and experiencing his presence and then carrying that over to experience his presence with our family. Because I want my student, the word says, command your children after you. And you can't do that if you're not experiencing time with the Lord, experiencing his love for you face to face that presence, that glory presence coming in, that's yeah. then going to be imparted to them. So I, I think the communion with him, I think is first we're celebrating. For me, I'm celebrating him as my creator, as my Lord, as my savior who redeemed me from so much and is continuing to do that. That if I'm not communing with him, I'm going to be a dry tree. <laughs> yes. Very good, Amy. Thank you. Okay, how do you keep a family gathering? This is a very personal question from me. How do you keep a family gathering from turning into a lot of work? And you shared a little bit about that. Can you tell us more? It's work, I, right? It is work. For me, I just, I'm keep it simple sap. So I'll be thinking, okay, what can I plan? It's something easy. Like I'll throw on meatballs in a crock pot fix the spaghetti. You already have the bread. It's just really simple. You have a salad. And so you you come in and you put it together and it feeds a whole mob. 
or stew or a roast, those things can all be put on early. So I get up early in the morning and put a crock pot on and, and pretty much leave it at that. Every once in a while, we will go out to eat as a group or as a family. And then we come home and then just spend time fellowship. We sit at the table and we visit about what's God doing in your life? Where is he leading you now? What, where is he talking to you about your jobs? Because those things are important to support one another. So you don't let the work of getting ready or clean up or set up or all that. No, and, you up. and having so many people, most of our kids chip in and we all just chip in on and we use paper plates so it can go right into the trash and our paper cups and stuff. So we try not to have a big cleanup. All right. That's good. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for sharing with us your personal life. Thank you. Okay. We're going to move to Joy from Australia. Hello, Joy. Hello, everybody. But Joy is in Jerusalem, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can see the Jerusalem stone behind me. Ah. Yes. See you later, to be exact. Yeah. Tell me what does COD stand for? Yes, City of David. Ah. But oh, I, I, yes. I am Joy. I am Joy here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Welcome, Joy. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Okay, share with us what are the practical ways that you observe Shabbat? Practical ways. I can agree with everything that Fred and Amy have said thus far. I might just add, though, Shabbat is Shabbat for me meaning the Saturday, not Sunday. But of course, that's pretty easy here in Jerusalem. I came in April and I've been coming for many years. And Fred and Sue, I think John and Una here, don't you? So I've been attached to their prayer house for since 2005, six, I can't remember how long that is now, but a long time. When it started, I was here from when it started and it's miraculously kept going over COVID thanks to John and Una and a few others that have been on the ground. So yes, Friday night, Shabbat is something, it's the highlight of our week here. And we always have a community dinner. There's four houses in our compound. And tonight, I think we might have about 11 for our meal. So we'll just have a lovely time of friendship and fellowship and fun. Sometimes worship after, sometimes a message. But tomorrow in particular, we'll just chill. <laughs> there won't be no commitments. In fact, one of my delights is just to, when I'm here, is just to hang around in my pajamas and yeah, just totally, yeah, forget everything, not feel obligated to do anything. Yeah, it's the best day of the week for us here. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, we all look forward to it. Okay, yeah. tell me, Joy, like there's what are what aspects of Shabbat you find most enjoyable when you think we think of Shabbat as a time of being with the Lord or a time of just resting or a time of communion with family, fellowship, and a joyful time. But what would um, you say is the aspect that's it's all three, Lena. It's all three. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm home, I actually do a, a Torah teaching on Zoom with a pastor down the Gold Coast. And we can have a home group as well back home. But yeah, it is, as the others have said, a time for family, 
friends, but in particular with the Lord, Israelis will say Hashem is the most transparent and accessible on Shabbat. And of course, as you'd know, the holiest of days next to Yom Kippur for them here. And it's just lovely. It's so easy to enter because you know uh, the shops close down at two o'clock, buses stop, and you just sense this collective sigh <laughs> come over the whole of Jerusalem. And even the Arabs seem to join in with that. It can be very quiet. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting experiencing Shabbat in Israel. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> how do you how do you keep the pull of things that didn't get done during the week different obligations like I use this uh, as an example being funny like all the signal messages that you need to catch up on <laughs> if it's how do you keep the pull right if it's essential I will but when you really understand the beauty and the gift of Shabbat it, it it just goes by the by. There's no problem in not doing anything that you don't need to do. <laughs> I'm not legalistic about it, but yeah, I don't worry. That is never a bother. I choose. I do actually choose to not do what I don't have to do. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that you're so devoted and a habit of just resting has been developed. So those things don't quite have a pull on you, no, like maybe no. a beginner like me. And my greatest heartache really is that the whole world <laughs> doesn't realize how beautiful a Shabbat is. As I said, I prefer to keep Shabbat as Shabbat, but if it's Sunday or another day of the week, God commanded it, this day of rest, and it's an appoint appointment with God and just a delight. It is a delight to enter into it. No problems. <laughs> yeah of course yeah. all right thank you very much joy thank you for your time and sharing with us okay i'm gonna move to cassandra are you ready for us cassandra <laughs> okay tell us cassandra what do you do to observe the shabbat my shabbat is a lot different because it seems like i'm working but it's ministry but i do i pastor initiated because african-americans we never knew about the feast days and none of that. We didn't do that traditionally. So five years ago, he really started admonishing us to, the, to follow the feast days and things of that nature. And Shabbat, he said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And we have been now on Saturdays, we have prayer at nine and then we have Shabbat teaching and we go over the Torah reading for that day. And so mm. usually, but on Fridays for me, I'm already, I'm setting up for a street ministry as well. So as I'm setting up for street medicine, I look in the global family because we do Shabbat on there and we go over the Torah too. So I listen to the Torah pretty much twice in that time. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm getting stuff prepared for Saturday ministry. And then I go out Saturday ministry and then I get through with that. I get to church and I go and I do the Shabbat teaching. The only thing that I do because I'm on the housekeeping committee, I do clean the church. And after that, then usually... 
the rest of the Saturday, I'm on prayer. I'm in prayer on Global Family. We I pray all day pretty much on Saturdays. And uh, yeah, and then usually I've been working, trying to get my kids involved because they're not really totally involved. So we've been trying to do like food on Sundays. We'll try to get together on Sunday and do things as that way as well to commune with my family. But I need to start calling out more family members on the, doing that weekend time and maybe shut the signal off a little bit more. But yeah, that's what mm. I do. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but then on Mondays, and then I really try to sleep on Mondays, but that doesn't always work either. Yes, I do sleep four hours at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cassandra. So it's okay. So we're seeing like there is a variety of things that people do and it is, there is a Western Christian kind of still pull on us, but Okay, tell me what is, do you have a memorable Shabbat day or something? Oh yeah, uh, I've got two. I've got two actually. All right. When we did the sin in Kansas City, that was a big thing where we, they're <laughs> sending out evangelists. And on that Shabbat, on that Friday, they had a Shabbat service with Dean Reese. I think that's the name, Dennis. I kept with the return. Anyway, I did Shabbat in the tent with them. We broke bread and we did, the, and it was just awesome. That was like the uh -huh. first time that I did like a gathering with other people. And then the second one was civil righteousness had a Shabbat where we sat mill and the same guy was there again. I'm like, this is awesome. And he had came from Kansas City to do part of the civil righteousness part. And we had around the table where we sat and he really explained what the Shabbat. And then we've got a family here called the Tuckers. They minister out of with Haiti and they do Shabbat as well. So we had a whole dinner prepared for us and we sat around and just blessed each other. The husbands blessed the wives and the blessed the wives and they read we had oh jonathan thomas jt sang this song to his wife holly the proverbs 31 and so that was just awesome to be in the presence of all that and the children that were there blessed their mom and then the husband again blessed the wife and then we had uh, one single man he blessed all the single people that were there saying encouraging words so that was just really awesome that was a blessing that i really appreciate so i've had some great memorable shabbats and so those two are definitely in my heart but i still got to work on get my family in there. I'd like to do a family one as well. That sounds so good, Cassandra. It's experiencing more the Jewish tradition and that feel of it. And yeah, that aspects that's more yeah Jewish. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right. Tell me, I'm going to ask you the same question. I think I asked Amy, I think of all the different aspects of Shabbat, what makes it, what aspect do you find more, most meaningful to you? That, that the quiet time, because I'm really learning because I do a lot of talking and things and I'm pretty busy. And I, so I'm really learning to sit and listen. And uh, we've always been taught to read the word out loud, but to read the word, but to sit and listen is one thing that I've been really, and I'm really starting to try to practice not going to the grocery stores. I definitely don't do any housework on the weekend at all or any yard work. I definitely mm -hmm. don't do anything that, but to have that quiet time where I'm sitting and listening because I'm always praying or pouring out. So I have to have some time to, to sit 